Uh, find out what pleases the Lord. You found out yet what pleases Him? You found out? Are you doing it? Are you doing it yet? Uh, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures, and then I'll tell you a little bit about how this message came uh, came to pass. Uh, Ephesians, start with Ephesians uh, chapter 5. Uh, For you were once darkness. Anybody remember when they were in darkness? Don't forget where you came from. I'm not asking you to remember specifics because I think he heals us of some of that, so I'm not asking you to go back into anywhere that you don't want to go, but remember where you came from. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all all goodness, righteousness, and truth and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So it's really interesting in these couple of verses, he starts out by telling us where we had been, and then where we are, and then he says, because now you're here, don't go back to the darkness. Have nothing to do with the things that were part of your past. Have nothing to do with fruit of darkness. And not only that, he says, expose, expose it. Expose it. Bring darkness, things of the darkness, into the light. Bring them into the light. Uh, so find out what pleases God. Find out what pleases God. And I'm continually going to ask, have you found out what pleases him? Are you doing it? Find out what pleases him. Are you doing it? Uh, and then Romans 12, 1 and 2, one of my favorite verses. I reference it a lot around here because uh, it's, it's core. Uh, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, he gave you mercy. When you were in darkness, he gave you mercy. He demonstrated mercy. In view of his mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy, pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. You'll be able to find out what pleases him. We'll be able to find out what pleases him as we submit ourselves to him, as we respond to the grace that he so generously lavished on us while we were still lost, while we were still dark, while we were still confused. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You'll be able to test and approve it. And then 2 Corinthians 5.9, there's a lot more there, but I just pulled out this. Uh, we make it our goal to please him. We make it our goal to please him. Find out what pleases him, and then make it your goal to do it. Make it your goal to do it. So this message, uh, man, this message uh, grew, out of, uh, <laughs> grew out of a lot of things that happened this week. Uh, wow. Uh, in Men of Valor, uh, Men of Valor this week, uh, we uh, we looked at Romans eight. We studied Romans eight. We just uh, Scott uh, came in and, and 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 played it on a. It was on a somebody was was reading it, but it was it was amazing. Uh, but anyway, Romans eight and Romans eight. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, talks a lot about this this tension between flesh and spirit, flesh and spirit. But the emphasis is really on spirit. We we live in the spirit now. We don't live in the flesh any longer. We were called out of darkness called out of darkness you were once darkness now we're not anymore so we live by the spirit so so uh so we're you know we're we're looking at romans 8 and uh a question was asked uh, i don't even know if bobby's in here or if he went upstairs i think he went upstairs with the youth but the question was asked of bobby bobby uh and his wife and several others lead uh our, our 
group we call the remnant. That's 20-somethings, 30-somethings, couples, singles, anybody that fits in that demographic. And a question was asked specifically of him. Uh, uh, the question was basically, how do you see this demographic navigating the instructions of Romans 8? Um, and Bobby's answer uh, was, it was really profound. It, 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 uh, it, it, it struck me, and uh, he referenced this particular passage, we were also asked what from this Romans 8 jumps out at us. And he said, my answer is the same verse that jumped out at me. He says, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And uh, he, the way he, he just put this was, this demographic, this remnant demographic, they want what's real. They want what's truth. And, 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 and as they come into relationship with Jesus, they're being revealed as, the children of, as part of the children of God. Not, not, not the only ones, obviously. I'm not a remnant. I'm not a 20-something, 30-something, 40-something, or 50-something. But, but I'm part of the children of God. But his point was, this, this demographic, this, they want what's true. I wrote this down. Uh, it was kind of a double light bulb moment for me uh, as, as I looked around the room. As I looked around the room, he says the rem that they want what's real, it's what's in their heart. They won't settle for lip service. They won't settle for platitudes. They won't settle for religiosity. They want depth. They want honesty. They want real. And as I looked around the room, uh, it was a smaller group this week, but we have, uh, and I've said this before in the, in the, rem, in the uh, Men of Valor class, we have... Uh, pretty much every decade represented. Um, we didn't have any 40-something there this week. <laughs> Nick? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, it was, it was Nick, Nick filled a void because we haven't had any 40-somethings for, for a little while in there cause, because Scott Baldwin went from 40 to 50 last year. <laughs> he did, sorry. <laughs> the muscle, as Sharon referred to him. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it was like a double light bulb moment for me as I looked around this room and uh, and I saw every a decade from 20s to 70s uh, represented in this group. And, and, I, and I, thought, I thought the same thing he described of the remnant. They want what's real. They don't want platitudes. They don't want, they don't want lip service. They want what's real. And they've discovered what's pleasing to God. And we're, we're all here together. And we're learning and we're experiencing and we're being challenged together. And we're being stretched and pulled and and prodded. And when we're doing what pleases God, he's like, okay, here's more. Okay, here's more. Okay, here's more. We're not going to let you settle on your laurels. We're not going to let you settle on successes. I want more. I want more. I'm requiring more. And then I was tying that verse uh, the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. It's, it just really spoke to me about our word set apart, our set apart word. It's our word for, for 2021 is set apart. We're being set apart. We're people who are being set apart for specific purposes, specific tasks, assignments. We've been, you know, giving lessons really since the start of the year all about this. But this, this idea that we're the children of God, we're the children of God, and that creation is waiting, is waiting for us to be revealed, waiting for more of us to be revealed, more people who are coming in to be revealed. The creation is waiting, is waiting, and we're being set apart for this very purpose. Creation is eagerly waiting for more and more men, women, children to find out what pleases the Lord, to find their lane. That's how Bobby described it. This demographic has found its lane. They're finding their lane. 
And he's waiting for each one of us to find our lane. And I believe many of us in this room, because I know most of you here uh, are finding our lane, finding our lane. And he's, I believe for the most part, is pleased, but he's not, he's not saying, okay, you're done. He's not, no, there's lots more. There's lots more. Holy Spirit is setting us apart for this very discovery. Find out what pleases the Lord, then do it. Then watch as more and more people make the same discovery and they begin doing it. And then more and more people make the same discovery and they begin doing it. That's called making disciples. It's called making disciples. I had, uh, I had dreams two nights in a row and it was basically the same dream. And I woke up. Uh, I woke up in both cases with this kind of gen- general thought: uh, we need to hear, from, keep hearing from God. We need to keep hearing from God. That was kind of the consensus of. I woke up with that sort of. We need to keep hearing from God. Keep hearing from God. Keep hearing from God. It's it's really interesting because when I first came to Christ, I grew up going to church, but didn't know Jesus till I was twenty, college student. You've heard the story, most of you. And, uh, but I didn't know, uh, I don't know at what point in my walk I began realizing that God still had a voice, that he still had a voice. That Yes, the scriptures are, are infallible and they're true and we need to ground ourselves in them. We say that all the time around here. But he still had a voice, Holy Spirit, through the person of the Holy Spirit. will speak to us, through us, give us nudges, you know, speak to us. So this idea of hearing has really been one of those things that I've taught about it before. As I was actually writing this lesson, I came across a teaching I did in 2013, I think I wrote down. And it was, it, and it was titled, Calling All Who Will Hear. And it was actually a series. And in this, in this uh, teaching, they, they, I had laid out, I I'd com- I'd completely forgotten about this teaching, but I had laid out... Uh, five specific things the Holy Spirit was working in us. Uh, he was calling us to care. Now, anybody that, that has been around this church for any length of time, back even, you know, from the very beginning, Pastor Don and Pauline, our founding pastors, uh, demonstrated how to care for people. So that's been a part of, this, part of this work since the very beginning, and it carries on. But we were reminded of it. I was reminded of that. Call to care, call to commit, Call to creativity. Call to creativity. Uh, God doesn't want to do things always the same way. Be, be open to what he wants to speak for you to do that you may think, that's weird or that's different or that's odd or creativity. Call to creativity. Call to consistency. Call to consistency. Consistency. Stay in the word. Stay grounded in the word. Read the word. Study the word. Pray, 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 pray. Worship, worship, worship serve 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 all those things are core be committed to those things and community and community those were five things community and that's community on a number of levels our community as a as a community of believers committed to one another committed to care for one another committed to to pray for one another committed to serve one another all those things but also the greater community of believers as a whole not just abundant life but uh, we, we connect with other believers around but also the community. We're here in New Waterford in this community of, uh, that we get, to, we get to care for people. We get to serve them. We get to, uh, we get to meet needs. So, 
So I, I wrote this down. Why is Holy Spirit reminding us so aggressively of our need to hear? And my answer, which I also wrote down, was because he doesn't want us wasting even a minute of time with anything that he isn't orchestrating. He doesn't want us wasting even a minute of time with anything that he has not orchestrated, anything that he has not set up. He wants us to be so tuned to his voice that when he says go, we go, we don't hesitate. When he says do something, do it. So, then we come to this past week, starting with last Sunday. So last Sunday, uh, it was normal dollar offering. It was a dollar offering Sunday. And uh, I came in and, and uh, became aware of a need. Became aware of a need. And uh, just happened to mention it to Pastor Mark. And Pastor said, hey, why don't we just do the dollar offering for that need? So, so I put it out there. And, uh, and I even, and I normally wouldn't do this, but for whatever reason, I was compelled to say, and our need is at least $700. Special need. Didn't tell you what it was. Didn't tell you anything about the specifics of the need. And then we got the report. You guys gave $1,137. And so I, I, I just got to tell you, it rocked me. It just, it just, it just rocked me. It just rocked me. Find out what pleases God. Just give, you gave to a need without even knowing what it was simply because you were asked. And it, it, just, it just rocked me. Huh. So then, so there's, there's th actually three, three, four things I'm mentioning here. So then, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago, Becky comes to me and says, hey, I have a client who is nonverbal, who has been locked up for, not locked up, but you know, closed in because of COVID, the pandemic, hasn't been able to get out, hasn't been able to, hasn't been able to interact with anybody, and it's affecting his behavior. Hey, is it possible that we could I, could, I could plan just a little thing, just a little thing here at the church for him, and maybe have a little bit of music, and just, just to get him out, and uh, and I was like, and, she, and, she, and she's like, and you know, let me know what that will cost. I was like, man, that's not cost. This is ministry. This is ministry. You you know, whatever you need. So Friday night, Friday night, they had this little thing here for this this young man. How old is he? He's 20 years old. He's 20 years old. This little thing for him. And uh, our youth band played music for him. And there's a video of it on Facebook. And I saw that last night, and I was just like, oh, this kid who hasn't been able to get out, hasn't, it was just, he got to experience freedom in an open room. They, put, we were in the they were in the fellowship hall, and our youth band, teenagers, our teenagers were here on a Friday night, could be doing anything, and they're here playing music for a concert of one. I mean, there were more people there than that, but but the purpose of it was for one, one person. And, uh, and I thought, man, if that doesn't please God, I don't know what does. If that doesn't please God. Find out what pleases him. <sighs> Becky's heart, Becky's heart for a client. This is her job, but it's more than a job. It's ministry. It's ministry. And because of that, we got to minister. 
by opening our building, our youth, Sharon, who was up here, uh, is a nurse, and she had, uh, she had the, the widow, the recent widow of one of her clients, who, of course, she knew that the kids were playing because it's her children. She brought her. She brought her. A widow got to come. This is ministry. This is, talk about call to creativity. You know, ministry isn't just, come on up here, Mo, and we're going to pray for you. That's awesome. We love doing that. But ministry has so many layers to it. Has so many, has so many dynamics to it. So then, uh, we all know our dear sister Lisa Terry went home to be with Jesus. Now Lisa lived in a, a, a trailer in Columbiana. She lived in the same trailer that Jenny Brown lived in. Jenny and Lisa are both with Jesus. They're both with Jesus. Both of them came into this place and came to know Jesus and are now with him. Both of them came from extremely troubled pasts. We got to love them, care for them, minister to them. And they ministered as well. So anyway, we had opportunity to... uh, uh, Lisa's daughter uh, had stopped in last week and uh, she lives in Florida and she's like, I have no idea what to do with all of her stuff. And I was like, hey, our guys, we, you know, all I have to do is say, we're going we're gonna to do something and they'll do it. So, so uh, on Tuesday, and, and I'm, I'm telling you all this because it's all, it's all relevant on just how God works, how God does things when you set your mind and your heart and your life on serving him and following him and obeying him. So, so I was at work Tuesday, and I, I thought, okay, it's, uh, I'm going I'm to go that way. I'm going to stop and just see what we're getting into. I'm going to stop at the trailer and see it. Her daughter told me that she left the door open so I can get in. So, so I get there, and, and again, only God can orchestrate these things. The landlord's there. So I get to talk to the landlord. I get to meet the landlord and talk to him about you know, what the plan is. And there's these two neighbor ladies there. And one neighbor lady, uh, she comes running back up to me after I, she first saw me. She says, I know you, I know you, I know you. I've been to your church. Because Jenny, when this lady first moved here from Texas, Jenny had gotten food from our pantry and had extra and gave it to her. And this lady was there, and she's, she's like, oh, whatever we can do to help, whatever we can do to help. So she and this other neighbor later named Betty, they cleaned up all the trash. They bagged up all the clothes. By the time our crew, we had a seven-man crew yesterday, showed up to move things, we were in and out of there in 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Uh, and it's all it's all glory to God it's all because when we find out what pleases him when we find out it's 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 not a chore it it's it's not a burden it's not a weight it's it's delightful it's joyful it's wonderful fellowship uh we get to scatter seed in the process i'm convinced we got to scatter seed 
on the on the neighbor lady and on the landlord and and the job's done. I haven't I haven't talked to Lisa's daughter yet, but I'm going to call her this week and tell her because you know, her I, I I told last thing I said we talked about I said is there a deadline for getting this done? She says no, not really. But the longer we still have it, the longer we have to pay utilities and things like that. I said that makes sense. I said we'll get on it. You know. I tell you, uh, it's when we're doing things for Jesus. Oh my goodness! So then, uh, the last thing is, uh, I, 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 those of you who have participated in the hundred days of prayer for the uh, for the uh, upward basketball program, today's the last day. Today's the last day. Today's the hundredth day. You've been praying for a hundred days. And uh, and this is, uh, the, again, for the, just a quick upshot, uh, Upwards is a basketball program the Nazarene Church in Columbiana runs. And uh, I, about four years ago, uh, they, they, I talked to Dave Guy and said, hey, would your church be our prayer covering? And they, apparently they go to another church, a different church every year. Well, they keep coming back to us. Well, you know, I, I can't imagine there's not other churches out there that won't commit to praying at 100 days. Um, and so, but, but every time when Dave approaches me about it, I, I say yes for you all without ever asking you, because I say, if we can't find a hundred people to pray for a hundred days, we got a problem. And, but what a, it's always a blessing. It's a blessing to me to say, we're being asked by the community to be a prayer covering for a ministry, an outreach ministry that has been going on for a long time and it's effective. These young kids, they hear the gospel. They hear the gospel. They're playing basketball and they're learning things about basketball, but they hear the gospel. And we get to we get the privilege of every day praying something. Praying something. And it's 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 awesome. And and again, I share these things because they're they're all they're all examples of things we get to do that we know pleases God, and he responds to that. He responds when we're committed to things that please him. We're, he's, he responds by saying, okay, you're obedient, here's more. Remember the passages about you've been faithful with a few things, I'm going to give you more? Well, you know, some may want to say, well, I think I'll be unfaithful with that because I don't want any more. Well, that's not, that's not the way. No, we want more. I don't want, I don't want to stop anything, anything that he has for us. Anything that he has for us. So find out what pleases God. Somebody sent me a text this week that's relevant to this whole scenario of our set apart series of things that the Holy Spirit is doing, things he has for us. And he was, he was just referencing, it was just, it was really, it was a thing about the pastors, and it was as a compliment, and, uh, and, and, and the only reason I'm sharing it isn't because I'm patting our pastors on the back, including myself, I'm not doing that. I'm doing it because it's relevant. He, he pointed out, he said, you all point people to Jesus. People may want to come and just hear inspiring words, but the reality is you all point people to Jesus, and and the only reason I want to say it is, if we're not doing that, if I'm not doing that, if Pastor Mark isn't doing that, if Pastor Ben isn't doing that, if Pastor Shane isn't doing that, and if 
you Sunday school teachers and others as just followers of Jesus aren't doing that, we're missing something. Everything about our life is to point people to Jesus. Becky, and open, wanting to have a thing here, she wanted to minister to the kid, but the, the process, and I, you know, I don't know what all God's big, bigger scheme plan is for all of it. That's his business. But her, she's pointing people to Jesus whether they know it or not. When we're moving somebody and we're in a neighborhood and we're handling things and people are seeing us, we're pointing people to Jesus whether they know it or not. It's relevant. It's relevant. So when that all started unfolding last Sunday, just with a simple request, a simple request, I, I just I felt like there was this I don't know. It was like this something shifted. Something shifted like he's, we're going to see more of these things come before us, more of these opportunities. Pay attention to them. Pay attention to them because we're supposed to dive in. We're supposed to dive in. It was like Holy Spirit was saying, see, I'm doing it. I wrote this down because I, as I, as I was getting it, I had to write it down. So I'm going to just read it because I'll, I'll miss it. See, I'm doing it. Remember the things I've spoken into you and into this body. Remember, I told you they are coming. Well, some of them are here and more are coming. Remember, I told you I will supply. Well, I have supplied and more is available in my treasury. Remember, I talked about your daring to believe even beyond your own belief and my ability to deliver. Well, keep daring to believe beyond your own belief because not only have I delivered, I will keep doing it as you stay bowed down, pressed in, faithful, and finding out what pleases me. He'll do it. He'll do it. He's doing it. He's proven it. He's proven it. Find out what pleases the Lord. How do I do that, you ask? The word, the word, the words. Start there, start there. Start in the word, start in the scriptures, start in the scriptures. If your life is not grounded in the scriptures today, start today. Let your eyes see it every day. Let your ears hear it, not because it's a law or role or some sort of legalistic thing. It's because it's good for you. It's good for you. You will find out what pleases him. He will test you. He will put opportunities before you. He'll put things in your path. But we'll give you opportunity to demonstrate that you've learned. That you've learned. Start in the scripture. Jesus put it this way in John 5. By myself I can do nothing. I seek not to please myself but him who sent me. Man, if we could just embrace that. I seek not to please myself. I don't know about you, but before Jesus, everything about my life wanted to please me. I've said it before. Before Jesus, I wouldn't have cared one lick about helping someone move. Doing something for somebody else because that wasn't important to me. I was important to me. He changes us. He changes us. He molds us and he shapes us. I can do nothing without him. I can do nothing. Well, we sang it. I'm nothing without you. 1 John uh, 3, uh, 21, 23. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have 
confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because he keeps his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe the name of his son Jesus Christ and to love one another as he commanded us. Love one another as he commanded us. Find out what pleases him, love one another. Love one another, it pleases him, it pleases him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what pleases him? Having faith. Having faith. Having faith. Start with faith. Start with your faith. Where is it? Where is it? Is it being nurtured? Is it being fed? Is it being challenged? My, my wife messaged me this morning. She's with her mom. And uh, my mother-in-law is declining. She is declining. And Sharon uh, was is one of her caretakers. She was, now, and this is just a praise to God. Sharon is one of her caretakers, was there overnight, and is here this morning leading her children. But she she told Connie when she got there, she said, I've been kind of testing her oxygen levels throughout the evening, and they're going down. She's she's, she's slowing down. So, you know, I'm, I'm on my way here. I get a text, you know, and Connie just said, hey, you know, and she filled me in on what Sharon had told her. And she said, uh, I'm not good at this. <laughs> I'm not good at this stuff. Please pray for me. I'm not good at this stuff. And uh, and Connie has has said she said I don't I don't want to be the one here when she when she you know goes to move Jesus and and uh, I said well Jesus knows all about it you know and I just sent her a quick text said hey we're praying I'm praying for you I prayed as soon as I saw the text in the car I I I, uh, I prayed all the way here and I said you know Lord has a plan. He has a plan, and if you're supposed to be there, you're going to be there. Uh, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't escape that. Uh, but if you're not, you know, he knows, he knows your heart too. So, you know, but uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And and so her faith is strong. My wife's faith is strong. My mother-in-law's faith is strong. Anybody knows her, you know, she's been wanting to go home to be with Jesus for 20 years. You know, and uh, and uh, and for whatever reason, she's still here. And for whatever reason. People that care for her are still being ministered to by her, even though she barely speaks. She's still shining light in the form that she's in. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If you're in this room today and and you're either new of faith or not of faith, understand that he rewards, he were, I, I don't do this for rewards. None of us do any of this for rewards, but it goes with the equation. It goes with the equation. If I follow him and I believe him, I believe that he exists and I trust him and I give my life to him and I seek him about every decision, about everything and every, he, I live and breathe is what the song said and, and, I, and that's, that's my reality. In him I move and live and have my being. And he rewards us when we earnestly seek him. And earnestly seek him means I'm pressing in, sister. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, this isn't passive. This isn't casual. This is, this is all in. We are all in. And that's what's awesome about what, what I experience in this body and observe in this body is you're all in. You're in. You're in. You're not, you're not settling for platitudes. You're not settling for lip service. You're not settling... For yesterday's answers, you want, what's he saying today? So what else pleases God? I urge you, we read in 1 Timothy, 
First of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving be made for all people. Okay, so you wake up tomorrow and you're like, who do I need to pray for? I'll take it anytime. Sarah will take it. She said, me too. Judy, yeah, so pray for people. Pray for us. If you don't know what to do, he is urging what pleases God. Pray for people. All people, for kings and all those in authority. See, I think a lot of times we move on to that next part and think, okay, I got to pray for my mayor. Do that. I got to pray for my president. Do that for sure. Uh, uh, I'm not saying anything else about that. But do it. Do it. I remember years ago telling one of our members, said, you need to pray for President Obama. She's like, well, I don't like him. It's like, well, the scripture doesn't say whether you like him or not. Pray for him. Uh, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful, quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And here's what it says. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. The fact that he attaches this to salvation, to a, to, a, to a word about salvation, tells me that as you're praying for people, something's going on. Something might get stirred up. Somebody may come to Jesus in the process because he's got that right after it. It's, it's good and pleases him, and he wants all people to be saved, so pray for your president. Pray for your mayor. Pray for your governor. Pray for, pray for one another. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your coworker that you don't like. Seriously, pray for the people that rub you the wrong way, that God wants them to be saved just as he saved you. You're no better. We're no better. He wants them all to come to a knowledge of the truth. This is pleasing to him. It's good and pleasing. Find out what pleases him. The scriptures tell us quite a bit. Scripture tell us, tell, tell us quite a bit about what pleases him. So then in Galatians... Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Please the Spirit versus the flesh. Remember, we started out saying, I've called you out of darkness. I've called you out of darkness, so you don't want to please the things of that darkness. You don't, you don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff anymore. You want to please the Spirit. Let us not become weary in well-doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity to, to uh, have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. It's pleasing to him. It's pleasing to him. Do not give up. Don't get weary in well-doing. We're not doing works to earn any favor or do anything like that. We're doing it out of response to the fact that he called us out of darkness into his light and we want to please him. I want to serve him. I want to, everything about my life to be committed to his work, to his work. And that's not just for me as a pastor, it's for all of us. And you know that. Colossians 1, 9, 11, we're wrapping up here. Since the day we first heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Again, this is a model for Again, for praying 
for praying. We have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. So again, when we're praying for one another and we're receiving people's prayers, his motivation is that we get what he wants to do, that we have understanding, that we may live a life worthy, we, we may please him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work, the scripture says. Growing in the knowledge of God. Growing, growing, growing. We haven't stopped. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't hit, 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 we're not stagnant. It's, it's, there's movement. There's movement. I said when I introduced our set apart word this year that there's movement attached to it. This isn't, a, this isn't a, just sitting quietly, passively by this year. There's things to do. And there's people to meet along the way to share Jesus with. Growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to the glorious might that you may have great endurance and patience. Man, there's a mouthful there. Look these scriptures up. Study them on your own because uh, there's so much fruit, so much meat, so much meat in terms of what pleases him. And I'm going to close with this verse, Hebrews 13, 16. Do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifice God is pleased. Don't forget to do good serve somebody again you're not going to earn any points it's not about earning points yes god's pleased and he brings blessing but if your motive is uh, maybe if i do this this will happen and maybe if i do this i'll get what i want or maybe if i don't negotiate negotiation there's no room for negotiation in surrender there's no room for negotiation in surrender surrender is here i am lord send me Use me, mold me, shape me. There's no negotiation. And then I'll do this if you do this. That doesn't work that way. This is not let's make a deal. It's not let's make a deal. Find out what pleases God. Find out what pleases God. The examples I gave, God proved to me so much this week over and over and over again how good he is and how much he is orchestrating things on our behalf on our behalf and is all we have to do is be paying attention and respond as those opportunities come before us as you have opportunity the scripture says as you have opportunity as you have opportunity well there's tons of opportunities right now and this time we're living in there's lots of hurting desperate people out there who have I still can't believe a year later that the whole world hasn't turned to Jesus. I, I, can't, I, just, I can't imagine what they're waiting for. I just can't imagine what, what they're waiting for because there's not going to be some other secret answer out there somewhere. The answer is Jesus. We get to be the purveyors of the message. Let's stand. We have been told over and over again, over and over again, that 
Lord wants to use this body, wants to use us. And he does. He does. Uh, Pastor Shane noted last week how many people were here. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that because what we are in the middle of March. It was the middle of March last year when we shut down for a while. And uh, I, I see as we continue to reopen things and uh, I, I, I said when we first reopened that just because we were shut down, ministry did not stop, and it didn't. Lots of ministry still went on while we were closed. And, and as we have been reopening, the doors of ministry are opening again. They're opening again. And it may, not, it may not be the same things. These things that I referenced today were not the same things. They're different things that Holy Spirit has orchestrated for us to dive into. And some of it's very personal. That was a very personal thing. And there may be more of that. There may be more of that. That's the awesome thing about Jesus. We're the, we're the church. We're the body of Christ. But he, he deals with us one-on-one. He deals with people one-on-one. And he knows how to reach this young man in ways that none of us probably can. So pay attention. Pay attention to what you're hearing. Fine-tune your hearing. If you're not sure you're, you're hearing anything, ask, Lord, why, why, am, I, why am I not hearing something? And if, you know, if anybody needs instruction or, or, or uh, help with that, because hearing is an interesting thing, because I've never audibly heard the voice of God. But I hear him. I hear him a lot. And I'm not saying that out of any sort of sense of pride. I hear him because I'm his disciple, I'm his child, and he wants to speak to me. He doesn't speak to me because I'm your pastor. He speaks to me because I'm his disciple. So he wants to speak to you because you're his disciple. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for the many, 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 many ways that you are working in our midst. What a privilege. What a privilege we have to serve people, to care for needs. I thank you for this body that that is so responsive to needs. And I pray for, for more, for more, Lord. Keep, keep stretching us. Keep causing us to have to step out of things that are comfortable. I pray blessing, blessing on each household. I pray that even this week you'll show us something else that pleases you that we can be about, that we can be doing I pray blessing on this family that was here Friday night. I pray you'll do what you have in mind. I pray for people in the neighborhood where Jenny and where Lisa lived. Pray for the landlord, Bill. Minister to him. Minister to the lady, Betty, who helped us. And Bridget, Lord, who helped us. Bless them, bless them, bless them. I pray that as the 100 days of prayer for the Upward Basketball program ends that you will minister to them today at their closing event. Minister to them today. Let your name be lifted high. I pray that there'll be testimonies of someone who came to know you, of many who came to know you. 
We give you all the glory today, Jesus. In your name we pray.